This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Law is more than the policeman on the corner. More than the courthouse where our laws are enforced. More than the jail where lawbreakers are punished. In your whole community, there are customs and moral codes which guide your actions. What social controls affect you? Many times, I've had defendants come to me after their process and say, you know, I've never been treated like this before by police or court officers. Why is everyone so nice? This is Life of the Law. I'm Eric Malinsky. Red Hook is part of Brooklyn, New York, but it doesn't feel like the rest of the borough. It's isolated along the water, cut off by a highway. I had to take several buses to get here because the subways don't go to Red Hook. It feels a little bit like an island. In the Spike Lee film Red Hook Summer, the characters talk about that isolation and poverty. They built this place in 1938 for the dock workers, 7,000 of them. And then they stuffed the poor here, the Irish first, the Italians, the blacks, and the Puerto Ricans. Folks were supposed to use this place as a stepping stone. But then there was no place to step to because they gave it all away. So, now you part of the problem. You pull. <laughs> and you're a drag on the very society that you help build up. When New York's crime wave reached its peak in the 1980s, Life magazine called Red Hook the crack capital of America. And it got worse. Gunned down in Red Hook 20 years ago. In 1992, a devoted school principal named Patrick, Patrick Daly, Daly was, was shot the head of PS15 at the time. He was searching the neighborhood for a fourth grader when he was caught in the crossfire between drug dealers. Residents here say that was the turning point. They had to take collective action. The event helped trigger a massive community effort to fight drugs. With the help of the DA and several judges, they established the Red Hook Community Justice Center, an experimental court that they hoped would rebuild a sense of community and turn around a generation of lost youth. A decade later, it's thriving. So this building, the courthouse, is located right in the center of Red Hook. Adam Mansky is the director of operations for the Center for Court Innovation. Back in 2000, he worked with residents to select a site. Everyone agreed this abandoned Catholic school was the best choice, although it took some vision. When we first came to look at this building, it was filled with wild animals. There were crack files everywhere. People had stolen every possible fixture. So they wanted to see something positive done to restore this space. 
The school has huge windows with lots of light and high ceilings. The stone facade still has a pair of side doors labeled boys and girls. On the inside, the residents could design a courtroom that cares. Again, Anna Mansky. The, the traditional vocabulary of a court has been uh, things that are designed to create a sense of awe and gravitas um, by a litigant uh, and respect for the law. Things like dark wood, marble. They're, they're intimidating. That's right, exactly. To be, the idea is to intimidate people. The Community Justice Center is still a courthouse. There are cops everywhere. You have to put your things through x-ray scanners to get in. But every room is designed with a touch of humanity, even the jail. Julian Adler is the project director, and he showed me the holding cells in the basement. First and foremost, there are no bars. Um, We use shatterproof glass, and there's natural light, which you would not find in traditional holding areas. There's a private bathroom with a partition. In most holding areas, it's a public bathroom, which is obviously not as ideal. (laughs) No, those bathrooms are usually a hole in the ground. It's still a holding area. You've still been produced in handcuffs. It's, it's not an experience anyone wants to go through, but you know, we try to restore some dignity to the process. And again, to the extent that we can under the situation, um, treat you like a member of our community and hope that the next time you come through the Justice Center, you'll come through the front door, not the back door. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. The courtroom also has bright windows, light-colored wood, white walls, and one more important detail. We consciously lowered the height of the judge's bench. The judge's bench is actually lower than most people, so, so I'm often looking up to most people. That is Judge Alex Calabrese. He's a stocky, energetic guy who's streetwise and book smart. After Superstorm Sandy flooded Red Hook, the judge was out in full force. That really impressed Albert Barnes, a longtime resident who works at the Justice Center. I mean, he was out there along with the people. He was going to apartments to make sure people were taken care of, checking on the seniors, you know. They came to my apartment, you know, to make sure that I was okay and my family was okay. I saw that kind of compassion while Judge Calabrese held court. I wasn't allowed to record in the courtroom, but the judge let me sit behind him. At one point, he was questioning a woman arrested for heroin, and he asked if she wanted to get clean. That question surprised me. Although it shouldn't, says Julian Adler. There's a lot of research on the efficacy of drug courts and other problem-solving courts, and a lot of it does come back to the relationship between the judge and the defendant through conversations like that. And it doesn't surprise me um, that he intuitively asks those kinds of questions because that's what a good clinician would ask someone in drug treatment, and he's asking those questions from the bench. After half an hour, the judge turned around and asked me if I had any questions. At a loss for words, I asked why he was being so nice. Adam Mansky says I'm not the first person to ask that. Many times I've had defendants come to me after their process and say, you know, I've never been treated like this before by police or court officers. Why is everyone so nice? And I've also had 
court officers come to me and say, I can't believe how nice the public is. They are always so respectful and aren't trying to escalate things. General philosophy here is to treat people with respect. And it goes further than, than sounding like a, like, like a nice thing for anyone to say. It helps people be in compliance. Compliance is whether a defendant actually follows the judge's orders. Now, normally courts are divided into civil, family, and criminal law. Judge Calabresi is trained in all three, which gives him flexibility. Also, in New York State, the age of criminality is 16, which means that teenagers can have vastly different sentences based on a dividing line that can feel artificial. So, you know, if you're 15 and 364 days old, you're sent to family court. If you're, you know, one day older, you're sent to criminal court. The consequences can be very significant. And in fact, we're involved in a large project to divert more of the young people who are in criminal court right now out of it. The judge has a lot of services at his disposal. He can send offenders to drug treatment or anger management. For minor offenses like graffiti, disorderly conduct, or truancy, the judge can send teenagers to a non-binding youth court run by Sabrina Carter. I got involved because I'm from the Raja community, and when I was 14 years old, I actually was a member of the youth court um, in 2002. Youth court is held in what used to be the principal's office of this Catholic school. A petite African-American girl plays the role of judge, administering the oath to a motley group of teenagers. This is not your typical after-school activity. These kids are real do-gooders. Some of them actually want to be lawyers when they grow up. Every role, like in a regular court, is fulfilled. We have a bailiff, the judge, jury members that can range from six to eight jury members, a youth advocate, which is a defense attorney in this case, and then a community advocate, which would be like the DA or the prosecuting attorney. Today's case is about a 10th grader who skipped school. The community advocate is a well-spoken girl who argues that truancy harms the school's reputation. The youth advocate is a boy who never looks up from his notes. He admits that the 10th grader has a poor GPA, but she's working towards improving her record and reaching her eventual goal to join the Army. The jury questions her for 15 minutes. They adjourn for a verdict and come back to recommend that she take a motivational workshop. Sometimes the kids are like, whew, you know, great. It's, it's a different kind of court. It's a second chance. I don't have to see a, a real judge. Whereas others are like, this is a joke. There are other teenagers. Why are they going to judge me and tell me what I'm doing wrong? But Judge Calabrese trusts them 100%. The only proof you need is that um, their compliance rate, which is a voluntary compliance, is higher than my compliance rate where I can send people to jail if they fail to do what they need to do. Their <laughs> compliance rate is over 90%. Mine's over 70%. The traditional court, by the way, is 55%. Compliance is one way to measure if a community justice approach is working. Another one is cutting down the rate of incarceration. You know, we're a country that incarcerates one in every hundred people. Um, I send significantly less people to jail here, uh, and yet we hold people accountable. So it's also been shown that when people go to jail at the Justice Center, they actually go to jail longer. Community courts are popping up all around the U.S. and beyond. A judge in Liverpool, England, actually modeled his court after the one in Red Hook. At the very least, Judge Calabresi hopes that he can inspire other courts to take a fresh look at how they work. When I was in the traditional court and didn't have a lot of these services, I found it frustrating because I could take care of the case the legal way, 
but I knew I wasn't really getting to the problem that brought the offender to court. And if unless you get to that problem, that person's going to keep recycling through the court system time and time again. For Life of the Law, I'm Eric Malinsky in Brooklyn, New York. The Life of the Law is produced by Nancy Mullane, Shannon Heffernan, Julia Barton, and Caitlin Prest. Our web editor is Mary Atkins. Financial support is from the Open Society Foundation, with special thanks to Thomas Hilbink. For more in this story and other stories on the law and the legal system, visit our website at lifeofthelaw.org. I'm Amy Choi. And I'm Rebecca Lair. And we are the Mashup Americans. The Mashup Americans. (laughs) Uh, Think of us as your guide to the hyphen America world we live in. Are you first generation Korean American, married to a Colombian Mexican American, and making beige babies? Us too. Or do you speak three languages and eat Salvadoran pupusas at Shabbat? Is Spanglish your best language? That's me. (laughs) Uh, Spanglish is definitely your best language. Yeah, it was kind of a problem in graduate school. (laughs) Don't worry about it. We're we're done with that. So we've got a new show here on the awesome Infinite Guest Network. You can go search for Mashup Americans in your favorite podcast app and check it out. We've got a great story about the mashup life of Donald Trump. Oh, and I just went to Margaret Cho's house to Netflix and chill. Kind of. (laughs) Oh, my God. Vamos, let's do this. As we like to say, get to know yourself, America.